Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. So... This is a really, really, really special episode for myself. Let's just take us back to memory lane. This is going back. I'm not going to say how many years. Let's just say it's going back like two months ago, like when I was in high school. So I have a dear friend on today's podcast episode, and Dan will be joining us. Um, I have known Lauren Bevilacqua since we were in high school, like two months ago, right? And she and I were out the other night, and she mentioned to me how she would love to be a guest on the podcast. And I think she was doing it in a joke, but I actually took her up on the offer, and here she is. And she's sitting with us today, Dan, myself, and Lauren. We're actually going to talk about a little bit about behind the scenes and a little bit about editing and what you all don't realize happens after you see us at your wedding day and what we do afterwards before we present you with the pictures. So Lauren and I have known each other since high school. I'm going to take you on memory lane. I was uh, maybe about 10 years ago, I was looking for someone to come on with me and help me and Dan take off uh, some of our workload. So I put an ad out and the phone rings and there was this voice on the other side and I will, I will never forget it because it's when I was my, – my studio was up on um, South County Trail and in and, and Main Street over there. And the voice said, Sarah, it's Lauren. And I'm like, okay, there's a lot of Laurens. And she goes, Lauren Keelahan, which at the time she wasn't married. I'm like, holy. She's like, yes, from high school. So anyway, that was the beginning of many, many, many years working literally back-to-back together. Um, our, our offices were, were our computers faced back-to-back, and we worked together for about six years, and Lauren was my editor. And Lauren also photographed with Dan and I, and she also edited with Dan and I, and she was a huge part of Sarah's role of photography, and still is. So we are going to kind of talk to you a little bit about editing, we're going to explain to you some terminologies. We really want you guys to understand and unveil the secrets behind how you get your images before and after they come out of our camera. So with that said, guys, I would love to introduce you to Lauren. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with Lauren. Hello. Thanks for joining us. I am so happy to be here. I am too. I could not believe it when you told me that you wanted to do this. You probably like thought I was just going to be like, ha, ha, ha. But then you're like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like wah, we wah. usually are <laughs> together. No, but I was like, I, like I, I think I hit you up the next day. I was like, no, you're doing this. Yeah, well, I thought I had a good <laughs> idea for you and I wanted someone else to take it on. But nope, here I am. No, but I, I actually, all joking aside, I think this is such an important aspect. And it's something I actually didn't think about doing at all on the show. So when you brought it to my attention, I realized that 
and ever since you did tell me this, which I think we talked about this about a month ago, mm-hmm, right? Correct. And ever since you did tell me this, I've been thinking about this episode and how important and how I can't believe I didn't think of it. So thank you for bringing it to my attention. Happy to help. I think that we just take for granted what what we do. Uh, I think that we take for granted that people understand the process. Exactly. And 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 I just think that it's important for us to teach and, and educate people a little bit about that. But before we do, with that said, I would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Of course. So um, my name is Lauren. And yeah, about 15 years ago, I had this bug to get into photography. I don't know what it was. It was something post-college. I was working three different jobs. And so I went to Boston, studied photography, moved to New York, tried to do something in there. It wasn't happening. Uh, Ended up meeting a boy and coming back to Rhode Island, (laughs) happily, actually. (laughs) And that is when I saw your ad, Sarah. And it was one of those I needed to apply and get into it. And thankfully, you took me on. And man, did I learn a lot from you. But uh, nowadays, I am a mother to two little toddler boys (laughs) who I adore and keep me busy. And I work full time. And I still edit for you on the side, which I love. And I can't get away from being a computer nerd. Like, I, I love sitting behind... A computer for ten hours a day. Like, well, I mean, I think that's. I think they'll very much people will learn very quickly that that's what editing has to do with mm. it's hours and hours behind a computer and just kind of diving into your work. But I think it's it's funny because as you were kind of saying who you were, I just realized when you said, "and I'm a mother of two little boys." I mean, that's how long we've known each other. So like, long. And when you said you moved back for a boy, that boy is now your husband. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, it was worth it. Obviously, it was worth it. Yes. Isn't there a really awesome picture of both of you in like the uh, high school or? something there is i feel like that needs to get posted maybe in the show notes i'll try to dig that up and <laughs> i'm also gonna be 90s thanks, right thanks dan for remembering yeah, no that well you gotta put something it's in the uh us on our field hockey days ah. <laughs> oh and you know what else i'll post dan mm-hmm. just for you i will post lauren's swim team picture that i <laughs> found yes found. oh great yes we have so many connections now <laughs> 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 I'm just going to put that there. So, and you will forever hate uh, me for making you come on this show for that. No, no that, never. Go never. Avengers. Right. <laughs> Dan, well, it's fun fact. Here we go. Dan went to our high school, too. Yep. Yeah, so we are all Avengers. So for those people who are EG alumni or EG currently, um, we are all Avengers in this room. Look mm-hmm. at us go. I know. Imagine that. <laughs> So anyway, all right. So guys, so let's talk about editing. So yeah, so Lauren touched upon the fact that she worked with Dan and I, still does. But at the time, Lauren, I, when you like you said, when you first responded to the ad, you were full-time with us. Yes. So I think it's been like, what, six years you were full-time? Yes. And then now we, we do hybrid. So I think this is going back 10 years ago. It was so, back to 2010. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. So even more. So 11 years you've been working with us. 11 years you've been editing behind the scenes. So let's tell, let's just dive right in. Let's tell our listeners a little bit about when we say editing or edit, editor, what does that mean? Ooh. Editing is uh, literally sitting uh, and processing the thousands of images that get taken at each session uh, that um, you are going through and you are looking for all the blurry pictures, the eye winks, the 
weird smiles, all those. The doubles. The doubles. The, um, not so uh, much the not so much the outtakes because we do give our clients outtakes. Oh, of course. But it's, it's more of like the like the pictures that nobody wants. Like right. maybe maybe our flashing to go off. Flashing fire. Uh, yeah. Yep. Maybe maybe it's literally a double, and you don't need to sit and look at two images of the of same the thing. Of the same exact image. Maybe your eyes are are shut, but the next one right after a second later, it's open. And what we call that is culling. So when someone's when we when we talk about culling here, it's getting rid. You're culling through the images. It's getting rid of the. Images that you don't want to process. And that is literally the longest part of the process. I found it for me. I don't know how, I mean, everyone edits differently. Everyone does it differently. I found that that part of the process for me was the longest part because that is where you want to make sure you are giving the clients the best pictures, yeah. the mm-hmm. best outtakes. I mean, the fun, whatever it is. I took my time going through those, making sure that they were Great pictures off the bat. No, nothing blurry, nothing weird at all. And um, that and that is still and, the and, longest process for you. That yeah. is the, still the longest process I think for most editors. Is believe it or not, it's not actually processing, which is slash editing, which we'll get into a little bit. But that's when we start yeah, putting that, our you know things on. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but the the longest part of it is getting rid of the images and keeping the images because we want to deliver the best impossible images for you and we want to make sure we give them all to you. So Lauren, how how long would you guesstimate it takes you? Oh, just for that part alone, the culling part would would be a solid like 8 to 10 hours. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think and that's that's on a good day. I think people need to understand And that's without phone calls, that's without, you know, clients coming in or you know, somewhat, you know, not without any interruptions. Right. So that's literally sitting in front of your computer yes. for a, a good solid eight hours at least. Mm-hmm. So I think what it's really important for people to understand is when they hear a photographer say to them, our turnaround is X amount of weeks. So whether I'm just at six to 12 weeks, it's because we are sitting there having to process, cull, edit, all of your images, just the culling portion takes eight hours. And you don't want your photographer or your editor sitting there and just going through the entire thing in 48 hours. You need them to take breaks. You need them to mm-hmm. come with a fresh mm-hmm. eye. Mm-hmm. You get tunnel vision. Yes, exactly. Sure. You exactly. always have to walk away, come back. Yeah. Would you say that it's kind of a red flag if like somebody was looking for a photographer and they were like, oh, yeah, I'll get them to you uh, later in the week? I do, and and that's a good point because I, I, yeah. Lauren, you could chime in on this because you know I, th- I, I let's back up for a second. I think it's also important for people to understand that there's a difference between a photographer and an editor. That's mm. two separate entities. Mm-hmm. I know Lauren, with you, you started dabbling with photography, and then you started dabbling with editing, and then you realized that I loved the editing part. Editing I part. I loved the editing part so much. Right. Like I loved photographing with you, but I found myself to be a better team player for you. I was like, this is where I belong. Yeah, you, you were I was drawn like, to the visual I was, image. I was, and it just was, yes. So there is two, to- those are two totally different things. You're, you're, you can be both a photographer and an editor, but they're two different, different mindsets. Right. And I, for me, didn't have the mindset of the, the photographer. Right, and that's why for, for what you've been doing with Dan and I is you've been doing the editing portion because that's slowly you started to find yourself being drawn more mm-hmm. to that, the visual image. So with that said, it's funny that you say that, Dan, because I think you are spot on saying that to me and to any of the listeners, if your photographer says to you that they're going to give you the images like 
by the end of the week, and not for a shoot. I'm mm-hmm. talking about yeah, a yeah. wedding. Yep. There's a red flag to me. That to me, now I'm sure I'm sure there could be another reason that we're about to bring up, but the majority of the time means that they don't have the business, so they literally are sitting there mm. and only processing your images right after that, which means they don't have the experience. Or they are processing your images, not giving their eyes a rest, and not going in there with fresh set of eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You have to take a break. You have to walk away. Which it might sound like a good thing. Oh, I'm getting them faster. I get something faster. That's better. And it's like, mm, you know. Right. And just because someone's outsourcing their editing does not mean they have to take away the quality. I think that it's really important for people to understand that there's a difference between editing and photography. I outsourced my my stuff. I do outsource my stuff. Dan outsources it. We happen to outsource it in-house. So, you know, Lauren helps us. She's one of our editors. I have other editors. You know, Dan has other, you know, we But it's all, it is, it's not all the time Dan and I behind the computer because otherwise we wouldn't be shooting. No. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. You hours. wouldn't be able to take phone calls. We wouldn't even be able to. Now, that's not to say I don't edit, but I do have people like you, Lauren, helping us. Yes, yes. And yes, you do very much edit. You do the fine-tuning, amazing stuff that I can't do in Photoshop. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true but no but you can do it you just choose that to. just choose that <laughs> but in that said so I think it's really important I think that's a great point Dan I, if you are looking for a photographer or if your photographer is handing over your images in a short period of time it sounds great but there's another there's a red flag yeah you, so, you're so, they're gonna get like zombied like some, a zombie that edited it right. just like mm. going straight through that's or, not good or you're just gonna get I don't know raw images or like just, yeah, yeah just Raw images, someone that doesn't know what they're yeah. doing, very amateur, doesn't doesn't have the experience in the business yeah. to, to be able to do be doing. Just the time wasn't put in. Right. You know? um, so, you know, with that said, though, I think that one of the reasons why, Lauren, you said that you wanted to come on was a little bit more, too, about educating them about the process and the time and, and the value of it. So why don't you talk a little bit about what you wanted to explain to everybody, which is the value. I You said a really great thing to me that made, made me really understand it on an editor's side because for you, I have to understand what you do. You have to understand what I do. But you said that there's the, the what you're getting is not just what Dan and myself do the day of. They're getting what you do. There's a value of editing. So kind of explain that to our listeners. So... Yes. Um, your your wedding day is your one day, but in the in the wedding photography world, it it goes on for months later because we are now processing your images and editing as we're here to talk about. But that takes so much time and dedication, and we are putting the love into this that that Sarah and Dan put into photographing it, and we want to make sure that you're getting everything beautiful, spectacular, but. My goodness, it, it takes so long to do. Just just importing the thousands of images takes like I would I would run it overnight just to import images into when into you say your import, import. What, is, okay. what do you mean by so? Um, sorry, I know what I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we use a uh, Adobe Adobe Lightroom to do a lot of our our editing. Um, so when it when it gets to the queue of your time to come in importing the thousands of images 
to for it to um so physically taking the cards putting it into the computer and then taking all of those images and bringing them into the program hours hours and hours just to get them into the program because you would let it run overnight so i would let it run overnight what what she's letting it run overnight is she's literally letting the program bring in the pictures into preview mode correct so that they're all rendered they're all rendered Rendered means uh, is so what happens, guys? When you take your pictures, you're usually shooting in a JPEG format. We're shooting in a RAW format. So you could just pop on your computer, it pulls up, and there it is. Rendering is that time that it takes it to pull up to your pull screen. Up. Is your computer's rendering the pixels? So when you're doing thousands of images, it has to pull in all those pixels. So when you're editing and those are thousands, large yeah, files, and also too, Lauren, when you're editing thousands of images, when you pr- press that space bar to go to the next image. That two, three seconds that it takes for the picture to render up, that's a lot of that's time. That's a lot of time. I, mm-hmm. That two to three seconds, oh my gosh, can some could give you like anxiety sometimes. Just you're like, I'm just trying to get this done. I want to get through this. And it's taking so long to render. So I, you have to get into, you know, you find other ways to, to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But also uh, it comes up and it's like, wait, if it takes a second to render, it comes up almost blurry and then... Sh- like pops so, into focus. So you I feel like that it. ruins my eyes. Sometimes you want you're like, oh, it's a blurry <laughs> picture, and you're gonna nope. You have to give it a well, second. Yeah. But um, that's excrusciating. Yeah, it can time. be very excruciating. So that's just that's just importing. But <laughs> not only that, you're forgetting like keeping sh- like stuff organized. What well, card right. did you take so, off of? What card did you put in next? So that's the did thing. you forget a card? That's, well, that's right. Forgot that's a, not good. So that's the thing about the value of, of it. So she sits there and she lets it render. And now she has to go in, which we explained to you, which is culling, which she has to go through every image and cull it. And then she has to edit it, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But also, too, the organization yes. of it. That was another six hours to do almost two weeks sometimes. Not so much. But, like, because you're taking and now you're. You're creating the story. So you're creating the story for sometimes between one to two to three shooters. You're putting images. When we say yes. when we say organizing, what Dan means by that is putting in categories. For us in our studio, we do pre-ceremony, ceremony, formals, reception. Pre-ceremony is obviously before your ceremony. Then there's ceremony. Then there's the formals. Those All those pictures between your bridal party, your family, the couple. And then there's the reception. So Lauren has to sit there. And put it into a story. We like to present it to you as easy as possible. So, for example, we want to put all your details in one area. We don't want mm-hmm. you looking for what your cake looked like or looking for what your gift card table looked like or looking for your flowers. We Every single detail, even though it didn't wasn't shot simultaneously, we're putting them in one category for you. Yeah. So you can see them all. So well, think about how jarring it would be if you're shooting with two cameras and they just kind of mix in. And then you were getting that and you're like, oh, this is a cake pre something and it's just, they're all out of order it's so jarring they need to be like yes. together yes yeah so lauren would like literally sit there and also too like dan and i sync up our cameras by the second but you know what if dan's at one angle getting the first kiss and on the other angle getting the first kiss sometimes you have to mesh those together where you yes. see all my pictures first or all dan's mm-hmm. pictures first you can't yeah. it's jar- it, it, as he said it is jarring to the eye to go back and forth and back and yeah forth. when so you're flipping it. through yeah. yeah so what we'll try to do for you guys is we'll try to show you one angle the whole story and then lauren will show you the other angle mm-hmm. the whole story so that takes some time so a lot of times and the only reason why we're telling you guys is we just want you to understand what happens after. So a lot of times couples will say to us, hey guys, can I just get one picture for my thank you card? What they need to understand is I 
would love to give you one picture for your thank you card, and I'm here to service you guys, so of course I will do that. But you have to understand it takes a lot of time to get that just that one picture or like the sneak peeks that we post up the week of your wedding. It takes a lot of time just to grab those. So understand and respect the time that it takes to get all those. Um, So what I mean by that is when you ask us for the one picture, it's not just popping the card in and find it. We have to go through all of these pictures. So, you know, it's just something to take in consideration. It doesn't mean I won't do it. doesn't mean that other photographers won't do it. We will do it. It just takes time. Yeah. And and then what picture do you, I have to pick a picture for your thank you card? <laughs> like, I don't right. know how you want to be presented in your thank you card yeah, or your yeah. save the date or your, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. Right. So that's a tough question It, it for is us. a very tough question. And yes, always happy to happy to do when we can but the process it is just to go in to find a a one picture when you're cued maybe three or four down the line is and also too that one picture there's so many beautiful ones exactly you can't pick one so sometimes it's just better just to wait see the whole whole portfolio and put your thank you cards together and you got to know that like sometimes like in your case you're you weren't at the wedding that's so funny that you look at everything and you weren't there so it's like right if you're saying, you know, oh, the one where we were next to the barn or something like that, you're like, oh, where were we at a bar- mm-hmm. Where were they at a barn? <laughs> you know, yeah, or you're searching like that. for the barn. Yeah. You know, that's a good point, Dan, because we just talked about there is a difference now. Nowadays, a lot of times your photographer's not editing and your editor's not photographing. And if they are, there's no benefit if they are. It's because there's two separate talents, two separate, like Lauren has brushed up on her editing far more than someone who edits and photographs because she can fine-tune her skills. So a lot of times the editor's not at your wedding. does not mean it's a disservice. It's just, for example, when they sit there and say, oh, that picture that was, you know, next to the pink tree, can you find it for me? It's it's really just difficult, you know? Well, it's, well, it's also the kind of thing where, like, you know, uh, like a pop star is beautiful, can sing, write, and produce, and do everything for their music a lot of times. Those people are not maybe writing their songs, maybe not producing their songs, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. It's tough to be just everything. I'm good at everything. And it's like, (laughs) that's tough. That ain't easy. So, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, I kind of want to talk a little bit about editing trends. Mm. I like it. Yeah, we talk a lot about editing trends. I know. I know. I know. We kind of nerd out sometimes. Yeah, we we do. (laughs) All right, guys. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll see you guys in you know less than a minute. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcast. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. All right. Well, welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled Podcast, friends, where we are unveiling the secrets behind editing. So right before the break, we talked a little bit about terminology, about editing, culling, processing, rendering. You learned a little bit about the industry lingo. And then we talked a little bit about the time that it takes to edit your wedding and why just finding one image is is a lot more involved than what you think. But I want to talk a little bit now about editing trends. So for the listeners, when you are looking at imagery – 
I'm sure you recognize what we're about to say. You may not know what it's called, but you're going to recognize it. There is what we call um, trends of editing and the way images look. Some of you guys may think it's a filter. Um, now that's what your phone actually does. But really, it's the way that the editor is editing their images. And meaning like a digital filter, like an Instagram filter right. is what you mean, yeah. That's what that they can probably equate it to. So we've all been doing this for a really long time. And we've seen styles come and go. And I think collectively, us three as a group have, have really talked about trends and editing styles. And I know Lauren, me and you talk about this a lot. And Dan, we've, we've talked about this. It's we are very understanding of what the trends are out there. So here's what I mean by this. Um, just like house decor, just like fashion, things come and go. And, they're, and they're, they kind of cycle around and there's the pendulum goes one way and then the answer is to go another way. So, for example, house decor. It, grays were really popular five years ago. Now you're starting to see color. So, like, kitchen cabinets are color coming back in color. And, you know, before the grays, it was browns and then the answer to browns went grays and then the answers to grays is now color and then you know now I'm starting to see more whites and so just like it happens with home decor you start to see that in fashion and different colors come in and out well same thing with editing so back in like maybe the 2000s 2004 it was like really saturated color Oversaturated. Right, mm -hmm. oversaturated. At the time now, that was the style. Yep. And it was and, and, and so I can look at a picture when you see a very, very saturated, I'm sure you'll see that on like Instagram or Facebook, your friends are posting like their anniversary pictures, or people that you know is posting it. If you see something that's really has these rich colors, guaranteed they got married in like what, two thousand and four ish, two thousand and six. Say about mm -hmm. that time, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then the pendulum swing to um, a very light and airy. And that was probably around, what, 2011? 11, four, 12. 11, 12, 14. So the answer of the like the really saturated colors, well, actually before the saturated colors, was the pop of color. Oh, how did we forget <laughs> the pop of color? <laughs> Which is like when your image is black and white and then just you're okay. I have done that. I, I have done that. Or called selective colorization. Selective color. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So oh, that yes. was... Basically that, what that they did a... in like Sin City, that movie, where like yes. just somebody has... It's black and white, but somebody has green eyes or something. Yep. Oh, yeah. So then Oof. we went to then we went to color saturation. That's when they had heavy vignettes too. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so that so that heavy vignettes, saturated color. That was like the two thousands. Then the two thousands four, six, seven, eight was a saturated color, and then like the. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 was like the light and airy. And then like the 15, 16, 17, 18 was, um, no, actually, no, I'm, I'm getting my years confused. Yeah. It's, it was the saturated color. It doesn't matter what the years are. Saturated right. color. Then it was the light and airy. No, sorry. Saturated color, light and airy. And by light and airy, you mean like it, it's almost like a washed, very bright, very light, almost like low contrast yeah, the, kind I do, of look. I do mm -hmm. know that the light and airy was in the 2014-ish. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I was just saying like what, what yes. that kind of looks like. But yeah, and because I, I know that because that's where me and you we were getting were. married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that was a very popular, and I, and I chose to not edit my own images that way because I knew it was a style. But like you said, it's a very like 
desaturation of color. It's very bright, beautiful, pastelies. Um, it was the answer to the saturated co color, yeah. which was happening in 2014. That's what it was. 2000, no, no, sorry, 2012s. The mm -hmm. 12s, the 10s, the 11s, the 8s. That was that really saturated color. And then before that was the, what you all love, the mm -hmm. vignetting and the color spotting. <laughs> but anyway, now the trend that we've been seeing more in like the 17, 18, 19s, 20s, which is starting to come out of it, by the way. Mm -hmm. The answer, Thanks. what what is what is the answer to light and airy? It's dark and moody. So like I said, the pendulum goes one way and then it goes the other way. So, so what you guys are finding right now is a lot of dark, moody, muddy tones, browns, like warm. they're warm. Just very, very warm mm -hmm. tones. And that's for somebody, and a lot of people love it, just like a lot of people love the light and airy. I have chose to not have my own images when the light and airy, I love that look. Mm -hmm. Just like I love the 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 the, the um the, the dark and moody looks. I love it. I just didn't want my own images that way because I want, when for me, when I post my images, when I look at my images, I don't want to know what error it was. I just, right. I want my fashion to know that way. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> all. You can't, I'm sorry. And, and maybe maybe my younger youthful self shows that, but whatever. <laughs> but anyway, point is, I, I, I just, I chose to make sure our studio stays consistent with traditional. We are very well aware of trends and we might sway a little bit. Like the way that we process now is not as, like we, we, not as um, light and airy. Maybe right. it's a little bit darker, but we're not going full into it. No, no, not at all. And and of course, you can always get that after the fact too. If you if it's something you're really looking for, um, I, the word that comes to my mind is timeless. You want, I mean, the the trends are great. Timeless though, I mean, is just twenty years from now, you're looking back, and yes, you you'll, you'll remember what error it was. That obviously. But you want to look back and look at like a beautiful picture from your wedding day and not go, why, why is it dark? Or why is, mm -hmm. well, you know, like you don't want to look back on that. I just, I, I think uh, when I work with you and, and edit with you, it's timeless. That's how I look at it and try, how I try to keep it nice, white, balanced, nice. Right. So that's what we do is when, we, when we're working for you guys is that we're making sure, like Lauren said, that the image stays timeless. So how do we achieve that? It's called a white balance. The whites are whites. The blacks are blacks. The color that you were that day is the color that you are. The colors mm -hmm. that we are not drastically changing. We're enhancing it. Mm -hmm. We're editing it. We're processing it. But we're not drastically changing it. So we're giving you a timeless piece. Now, you get the images. You get them that full resolution. So if you want to go and process them differently for whatever you're feeling, have at it. Because mm -hmm. I've given you the timeless piece. If you have a light and airy image, you cannot change that to dark and moody. And if you have a dark and moody image, you cannot change nope. that to light and airy. So, yes, Dan, what were you going to say? I was going to say, how do you, how do you think that um, – like people are going to look in the future back at this time. They're going to be like, whoa, that was a really ominous wedding, wasn't it? Dark well, and, it's all dark I, and moody. I, can, I, can I be completely honest with yeah, sure, you? Yeah, sure. Since we're all speaking frank here in the listeners, he, this is this is like my psychology coming out of me. Lauren and I have talked about this a lot. Um, I also have another photography friend who you all know I'm very close with. We, me and her talk about it a lot because I always sometimes every now and then second guess, like, should I go with a trend? And then she tells me no. Stay timeless. Lauren always mm -hmm. tells me, no, stay timeless. And then sure enough, Dan, I'll get a phone call of someone that hires us, and they'll say, I like your imagery because it's timeless. Back before, six years ago, it was like, 
everything was overly light and airy. I don't want that. Or now it's like everything's dark and moody. Guys, my psychology portion of what I'm thinking is happening here. We just came out of a pandemic. Nobody wants to see any more darkness. Nope. It's, we want to fill joy. So I think what you're going to see is when you look back to the dark and moody, there it will be the era of the pandemic. Mm. I'm telling you right now, yeah. mm. a very mm-hmm. dark year. Yep. It's just, hey, guys, look, this is all art. So look, it's one of those things. Like, look at the art. I, I, mean, I come from an art background. I studied the arts. I studied fine art. I didn't just happen to become a photographer. Like, art is in my bones. So there's a Renaissance age. There's the the um, there's a Romance age. There's all these mm-hmm. eras of art. It's the same thing that happens with editing and processing. So. People are going to look back to answer. I think they're going to look back to the dark and moody, and they're going to remember it was a. This is this is a this is a dark time in history right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'm not guys. I'm not saying anything's wrong with the dark and moody editing. I'm just saying that this is what it is. It's happening. Just like the light and airy time was a very light, whimsical time. I love those pictures. Mm-hmm. I love the dark and moody. I have pictures in my house of both styles. But my wedding images are timeless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My family pictures, I mean, if you guys are following me on Instagram, I just posted some very light and airy wedding pictures. And then you, I just t- did a shoot with my family, and it's going to come down the pipeline. It's going to be dark and moody. You'll see. I mean, oh. I, I, I just shot them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I'm okay with the trends. I just want people to be aware when you're looking for photographers, really think about your images 10, 12, 15 years down the line. Yeah. And, and definitely don't expect like if you hire somebody i'm assuming like they're going to have their own editing style and don't kind of expect them to maybe i mean they probably maybe would but like the way they present is probably the way they're going to edit your images you know and a lot of times on social media you know the dark and moody looks really cool but is that you know what you kind of want to perceive in that day in the future kind of thing Exactly. And, yeah. and, and and there's no right or no, or no yeah, wrong. It's yeah. just understanding what's out there and realizing what's out there. And it, it, you know what? I have people and, and, and I, that say to me, Sarah, I love you and Dan's work. I, you know, I, I really want my wedding images to be timeless. But can you do my engagement images a little bit dark and moody or a little bit light and airy? And that's, Lauren, yep. where we edit to that occasion. I don't mind doing that for their no. engagement pictures, family nope. pictures, things that you can update. That's the times. That's what happened then. Exactly. But your wedding needs to be yeah. It's a one and done day. So, mm-hmm. But also just knowing the terminology. You know, like, I feel like, I don't know if you run into it, what people don't, like, people that don't edit and just, I don't know, normal people, I guess. We're all nerds. But, like, they <laughs> don't know how, like, the, the concept of contrast They'll be like, why don't I like this picture? Like, this, it doesn't mm. look right. And I'm like, even on your phone, a lot of times I'm like, just boost the contrast, you know? Yep. I don't know if that, you run into well, that as well. Well, that's yes. what you were explaining a little bit. So before the break, you were talking about processing, rendering, culling, and you said that that takes the majority of your time. But after you do all that, then it's the editing. Oh, yeah, that part. <laughs> so, so, yes. So tell us a little bit about the editing part. Oh, there, there's, there's more to this than just um, everything. Yeah, they're, like, once everything is in Lightroom, or whatever, you know, uh, software other editors use, they, um, now it's, now you have what you have. Okay, I have 100 images or 1,000 images I'm going to edit. Now it's just making them all look nice. They're white balanced. We're looking for making sure highlights aren't blown out of dresses. We're looking to make sure details are there. Um, 
nice, colorful skies, basically. But other than that, like, we are just making sure everything looks the same, exposed correctly. And that part, it gets a little easy. It's a little easier after that part. You know what? You had a really good point, though, because it's like they, our couples spend so much money on their garments, like their wedding dresses, that or, or, or like their flowers, that you want to make sure that there's details. You want the yeah, details. you might want to say what, what blown out means. Oh, well, blown out um, is when there is just too much light. Um, on on a on an image, um, so you're looking at a white and someone's dress who has a lacy detail dress, and if they're not seeing the lace in that detail, they're not going to be happy. So, and that's what is blown out. And that you blew out the white. Yeah, blew it's out the white. Pure white. Yeah. yeah. So you want to. So you know you're dealing with you know editing to bring back that in, and thankfully how we shoot, you shoot raw, so you can manipulate those pixels very well to be able to bring those back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also, too, for the listeners, the reason why we wanted to do this show, and I hope that they've learned a little bit about it and listening to us, is that, you know, there's a lot of time. Editors are different than photographers. Sometimes they're the same. Their styles. They may look at an image and not know why they like it. Right. But then, but these are the reasons why. There's things that are happening behind the scenes. There's mm-hmm. Lauren sitting in there <laughs> and cropping an image and making sure that all the, like, consistency. Like, we want to make sure that the image looks the same as the next image. So if a cloud went in front of the sun, that means that your image is a little bit darker than the one prior, but she's going to make sure that it just looks you the would, same. You would never even know mm-hmm. that it was a different lighting. And that's what we're that's what we are here to do for you. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so with that said, I think though too, one of the things that Dan and I get a lot on the job is someone will say to us, Oh, you could just Photoshop that out. So here's the beauty of Photoshopping. I, I hear that all the time and I kinda it's chuck- a verb. <laughs> it, yeah. it totally is. That's 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 the Webster dictionary. Mm-hmm. Photoshopping. Photoshop it. Um a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of education has gone into us understanding how to do this. It's like yes. cosmetic surgery with a click of a button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's really not click of a button. But it is because if you understand how to do it, then yes, eventually it does get pretty quick and fast. But it does take a lot of time. So here's a few tips that you guys can do on your wedding day to make sure that that word, oh, you can just Photoshop it out, doesn't have to become mm. part of the equation. Because... No photographer likes to hear that, even though they'll service it and they'll do it. And I mean, I know we'll do it for you guys. I just don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) take your phones out of your front pockets because otherwise in your photos, you will have like a big bulge on your thigh. You're talking about if you're wearing a tux or pants. Yeah. Men take the phones out of the front pockets. Put it in the jacket pocket or back pocket. Back pocket. Better yet, you don't even need your wallet. Yeah, just, your, you know, yes. you're, you're not paying for drink. Right. You know, somebody else will get it for you. You know, you don't need your wallet. <laughs> Girls, um, take the elastic bands that is on your wrist off. Mm-hmm. Photographers, make sure you're hiring a photographer that understands the details. So I know at least when Dan and I are photographing a wedding, and I'm sure Lauren can appreciate this when she's editing it, that. I will make sure that if I'm photographing like the first dance or the father-daughter dance or the mother-son dance, I will scoot around and make sure that like I block the exit signs mm-hmm. with the subject I'm photographing. I will purposely make sure that I always pay attention that what's in the background. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that mom or dad's in the background or the spouse is in the background. Look at them, not an exit sign. Correct. So I'll move my body a little bit. 
uh, or or like I'll use their head almost in the frame to, to block <laughs> yes, you, the exit sign. Literally have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but it's just certain things that just save time in editing. It's like you taking off that uh, hair elastic from your wrist saves so much time on the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And also, too, a lot of times people say to me, like, oh, I have a blemish. You know, can you Photoshop that out? Actually, believe it or not, you may not even see that. No. Because based mm-hmm. on what Lauren just said about the white balancing and, and, and rendering and editing the pictures, she might just with a little click of her edit. Just, explain it, Lauren. Just editing, just just exposing the right way and saturating your I mean, And I'm not talking about coloring your skin. You know, give yourself a little. I color the pictures a little bit. It kind of sometimes corrects the problem right there. It, which is kind of amazing sometimes. You're like, oh, wow, look at that, just this little bit. And I'm not going in and Photoshopping anything. It's just correcting the exposure and boom. Yeah, because because obviously if you think about it, like a blemish is a raised, raised on your skin, so it mm-hmm. casts a shadow. Yep. The shadow is what you're picking up on the camera. Yep. But by, by her exposing it a certain way or sliding the sliders a certain way, that shadow goes away. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going super dark and moody... You're going to have to, probably. So, Dan, it's funny you bring that up. The dark and moody pictures, what I've been noticing, and Lauren, we've talked about this, the skin tones. Mm-hmm. What bothers me, the bothers, I don't want to say dark and moody bothers me, because like I said, I'm going to have some family pictures dropping in the fall that I just took that is dark and moody. But the reason why I don't do the editing portion of it for the wedding is because I notice skin tones. Yeah, yeah. The reds it, in your skin can get sat, too saturated, right. and then you look... Not so good. Yes. You don't look mm-hmm. so radiant. No. Mm-hmm. no. Oh, it shows a lot of the blemishes. That you can't get rid of blemishes. No. Well, that's when you'd have to go in and Photoshop. Yeah. You know, like do the actual Photoshop, which if you're doing every single image, again, it's that's going to be whew, a lot of time. Yes. A lot of time. What would you say that's a – what's what's something that's a basic edit versus a, like, you know, major edit? All right, so a basic edit is I'm cropping, exposing, moving on. Um, In-depth, complex editing is color correcting, uh, which is making sure the white balance is um, on point. White balancing is making sure your whites are white, your blacks are blacks. You don't want to see any blues in your black tuxes. You don't want to see any blues or, or yellows in your white dresses or going back to what we were originally talking about you want your blue tux to be blue and you want your yes. black tux to be black yes. you know so you're you're making sure the color is correct so you're making sure the color is correct which can which is in depth and and time consuming a lot of the times too especially in varying lights and varying um temperatures inside outside um and i don't think people have necessarily taken into consideration how different different lights are I mean, if you're outside at night and there's um, a street light, that's a very orange light. There's other, you know, a bulb is a very orange light. Um, daylight is a, is a little bit bluer. Mm-hmm. So, like, when everything is outside, it's a different colored light. It, we call it temperature. And it's how, how blue to orange the light is. Um, one example would be, like, if, I mean, a, a bluer image... If the color temperature is off and it's on the blue side, it's going to look very cold. You might look very pale. Um, often, like when a movie is, you know, being shot and they want it to be like winter or something, if everybody's supposed to be cold, if they make the um, the image look bluer, everybody looks really, really cold. Right. <laughs> um, and if your white balance is off, where you're doing your vows or something, you can look very cold, and it's like 
you know, something to look at that I don't think normal people kind of look at, but it can be a reason why you don't like an image, obviously. Or if it's too orange, you can look, you know, nobody wants to look super orange or, you know, right. something and, like that. And, it's and just a, it's a color temperature issue. That's why also, too, for the people who are listening, I think it's really important to – and I we had Carrie from Pro Radiance on a few months back – and maybe you guys can go and tune into that episode. She talked a lot about spray tans. It's really important if you're going to get a spray tan for your wedding, which I, I don't blame you for wanting to do, that you go to the right person. Mm-hmm. I mm. I can tell you right now, when people go to Carrie, they're not, they don't have that orange tone. But as an editor, I know, Lauren, mm-hmm. you, you will always struggle with people who spray tan. Yes. Always unless did. you get, unless and, you get it to the the correct type of spray tan. Of course, and there are people who have done it flawlessly, and but you can tell the ones who didn't, um, and you are I you, it's extra it's extra editing. I go in and you're desaturating orange out of people's skins because you don't want them to look orange, and they come off as no matter what exposing, no matter what you can do, like no, there's nothing in your camera that you could have done differently, um, to. To help it out, but you could see immediately. They're like, "Oh, that's that's a spray tan," and it and that's that's going to be more work <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can look pretty different compared to somebody else that you're standing next to. Is mm. usually kind of the if you're alone, you know, that'd probably be pretty more of a basic edit. <laughs> Very yeah, hard. You're to right. Change you're right. If you're you're right. standing next to somebody when you're in groups of people. It is a little more noticing. But, again, people, we, we help you out. Don't worry. <laughs> we help you out. Got you back on the back end. So why don't you let our um, listeners in on things that, Lauren, you can't fix in Photoshop? Oh, things you can't fix. Well, that was not my forte. Um, Sarah is the one who does the fine-tune editing Oh, yes. So I think it's important for people to understand, again, there is a photographer and there's an editor and then there's also retouching and there's also editing. Retouching. Right. So I think, Dan, what you're talking about is probably retouching. So Lauren is the editor. She goes through and she edits everything that we photograph and then she'll get it ready for for me to look at it. Mm -hmm. And I go in and I do the fine tune retouching. So for our listeners, there's a little bit of difference between what is editing and what is retouching. Editing, Lauren's already explained to you. She does that to all the pictures. It's part of your package. It's included and it's time. and It's a lot of time. Then there's retouching. Retouching is what a lot of photographers might charge extra for. And it's very common to see it being extra. It's not uncommon. Now, does that mean that some photographers won't charge extra? They probably won't. I know in our studio, we... It's no charge for things that go into your album. It's no charge for things that you order prints of. But if you want some of your images and all you want is just the digital copies of that, the retouching portion could be an additional charge. What I like to say about retouching is is things in a picture that's beyond our control that they're there. And it's and it's like you want us to do cosmetic surgery with our mouse. So <laughs> I will do that for no charge for your album pictures, exit signs, that fat-ass guy, excuse my language, on the beach, okay, that just knows you're doing your wedding pictures, doesn't care, and is just sitting there staring, probably with their cell phone camera in his mm-hmm. hand, taking your pictures, which I don't understand why. Anyway, I can get rid of him. <laughs> right, though? <laughs> so true. It's true. Um, 
your bridesmaid's tattoo or your own tattoo, that, you know, that you don't want in your wedding pictures. Um, what else? Fly away hairs. It's not, you know, it's not our fault that the hair flew, you know, but sometimes you want those flyaway hairs. It looks really beautiful. Sometimes you don't. Those are things that are called retouching. I can take care of it and I will. But it's it's a lot of time, and that's not at least in our pack packages. It's not included in all like eight hundred to fifteen hundred pictures that you're going to get. It is, however, included in the album pictures and any pictures that you order prints of. So those are the things that are hard to get out. And so I use Photoshop. Lauren loses, uses Lightroom. Two different programs in the post processing. Very different programs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that Lauren can't do what I do and I don't do what Lauren does, but it's all part of the process. You, We photograph, we edit, and then we retouch. And then, just like that, we send it to the album company and they make your album. We don't make the albums. They do. So there's, it's just a lot of other stuff happening behind. A lot of ebb and flows. So listeners might be thinking, like, if they're going to get something printed, Sarah, I know the answer, but would you want something that you're going to print, especially big, to be retouched rather than just edited? I would say so. Absolutely. I mean, at least in our studio, we do that for you complimentary. If you are going to purchase a professional print through us, we will retouch that. So Lauren has already edited it, and then I'm going to go in, and I'm going to make sure that that large picture that you are being photographed is, I mean, sorry, that large picture that you are printing is going to be retouched. So grass, here's another one, like Eye bags. Eye bags. So if the grass has brown spots, if you have, you know, dark circles Uh underneath your eyes, you know, uh, those are things that need a little retouching. Now, we are not changing what you look like. We're just enhancing it. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I know that editing, as as I've said, it it takes weeks to edit your wedding images. Um, And that's that's just actual weeks of going through everything. but check your contracts. Know that it is in your it is in most photographers' contracts how like when to expect your images, um, and we will everyone you know everyone no one wants to go above and keep you waiting on getting your wedding images. We're not trying to hold anything back from you. We're not trying. We want you to get your images as soon as possible. Um, but if you are coming to the point where you know okay it's getting to be about three months post or whatever however long it is. Get on the phone, reach out to your photographer. Then, um, before then, though, if it, if they're in the con, you know, just let us let us let us do what we're supposed to be doing, and that is providing beautiful images for you guys. That's um, a really good point, Lauren, because a lot of times that's like an excellent point because, like you said, it takes you a long time, it takes you days, weeks to process a wedding for us. But, you know, in our contract, we have listed, you know, it's between this time and this time. And I'm sure every photographer has that. So if it's between that time, let you do what you need to do. Correct. But if but if the listener mm-hmm. starts to see that it's outside of that time, yep. that's when you start to call. Then you can call. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong. Nope. Just ask them, like, hey, when should I expect my images? Correct. Yep. But if it's before that, just know that this is – everything we talked about in the show is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to touch upon is – this taping is happening in the year 2021. So it's a really tough year for the wedding industry right now. I don't know how many of you listeners have friends that are getting married or if you've already gotten married. And if your photographer is turning around your images 
prior to the time that they have said that they promise, give them a huge air high five. Yes. Because that's huge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but a lot of photographers are posting on their Instagram feeds, posting their Facebook feeds. I'm sure that that that, that is being going out with emails and phone calls. There's record-breaking weddings happening this year. So they're processing the editors. Lauren's time is, is a lot. It's, it's overdrived. So a lot of photographers are getting backed up. That's not to say there's anything wrong with your pictures. It's just physically, it's just taking them a lot of time. Get to them. They can't get to it because they're also photographing way more weddings. And that's not by choice. It's because things moved. So just know that like this year's a little bit extra. Give your photographer a little extra oomph. That's not happening in our studio, knock on wood. My goal is I'm trying to get everybody to have their images within the time frame, and they all have. But just understand mm-hmm. if your photographer is taking longer this year, there's a reason. Um, but one of the things I wanted to say to you is it really gets tough for those people who are getting married around the holidays. So if you are planning your wedding and it's around the holidays and you want your images before the holidays, before you expect it, look at your contract. See what your turnaround time is yes. and understand that if you're getting married in November, you may not have your images by December. It's just the reality. Yeah, it's a sad one sometimes, but it is what it is. And we can do our best to, to get you a picture for a grandparent, you know, but no, it's... But I could tell you that another good gift, if you miss, like, the holiday deadlines, could be, like, a birthday deadline. Yes. Like, if you, you know, or, or like, I don't know, like, a birthday for them, Valentine's Day. There's just so many other things that are coming down the pipeline that you can give them gifts for. I, You know, so it's just something to think about. I know that for me... One of the reasons why I don't concentrate so much on sneak peeks, like I'll post one sneak peek on just to give the the couple a taste of it, but I don't post a lot is my priority is to get them the whole gallery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As it should be. All right, guys. So I could sit here and talk to you all day, which I do actually talk to you guys all day. (laughs) So, you know, with that said, um, it's time for our wrap up question. So, Lauren, what are some key points that couples should be asking their photographers about the process of their images and editing to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is a perfect event? First off would be turnaround time. Um, secondly, you want to see how they are processing their images, what what is editing and retouching to them. And the third thing would be like that the asking about the process like i would ask like ask to see an entire gallery of someone's work because obviously photographers are going to put out their best work um but if you want to if hiring a photographer you want to see an entire gallery from start to finish of what they're presenting to their clients that's a really good point you know because it's funny because now, you listed three three things. One was, what is your turnaround time? What's the difference between editing versus retouching? And then what is their process? Yeah, and you know what? No one ever asks about... They only ever ask... I've only... Sorry. <laughs> okay. And it's... Like, I've never heard anyone ask you, Sarah, about anything else other than turnaround time. Right. No one... I don't... I've never heard any of your clients really get into the... They don't ask about editing. They, they're asking about the day, you know, your style and all that stuff. But they're not asking about the post-processing. They want to know when they're going to get their images, and that's it. Yeah, and you know what, Lauren? You brought up such amazing points because, yes, I we always get asked what the turnaround time is. But we never get asked what is the difference between editing versus retouching. So for the listeners, I think that that's so important because 
what they might think is editing is not what we think is editing. Correct. And I don't think there should be any surprises. No. At least in our contract, we actually have it spelled out. What is editing? What is retouching? What is included? And what is not? But I think for the listeners, please ask your photographers about that. Because like Lauren said, Lauren's the editor right here. I'm the retoucher. Right. Two different things. Two totally different things. Mm -hmm. So it's two totally different sometimes prices. And sometimes photographers don't include it. Sometimes sometimes they do. So ask them about that. And I think the third point that you talked about was really important. I do get people asking me about full galleries. But what I don't get them asking me about full galleries is not because of the editing. They just want to see the images. They want to see... If they like the images, the style. But I don't think they're actually watching it also for the editing. So things to watch out for. Consistency. Number one. Yes. So, yes, I you can actually ask a photographer for a full gallery. It doesn't have to even be at the venue. That's the number one question I get is, is like, can I see a full gallery at my venue? Sure, I'll send it to you. But, guys, you know what's more powerful? To see a full gallery. It doesn't have to be at your venue. You should be looking at the the photographer's consistency. Are they or are their editor editing consistent? Lauren talked about this in depth, that if a if a picture happens a second before another picture and the sun goes in, in front of the, I'm sorry, if the cloud goes in front of the sun, we still want it to be consistent. Is your gallery organized? Lauren takes hours and hours and hours and organizes your gallery. Is it organized? You know, can you, is is the second shooter and the first shooter's pictures put in simultaneously? So just kind of look at it as an editor's point of view. Are you looking at it and, and is it is it cohesive? Is it a story? Is things put together in an organized way? Is things, like Dan talked about earlier, that Anybody can pull just one image and make it look really good, but it's, it's, it has to be the full gallery. So I think those are great points that you brought up. Consistency across the day, yeah. Absolutely, so you want to make yes. sure they're all the different parts, their formals are really sharp. The later on at the you know with the dancing stuff, they're using their flash correctly. Right. I feel like a lot of like you can you can take a good picture as a photographer and post on. Instagram or whatever, and you can have a gallery of different things on Instagram, but you want to make sure the whole day is wow instead of just, Mm -hmm. you know, they're just chasing one wow image that they can post on social media. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people are are so worried about wanting to see pictures from their venue that they forget who they're interviewing. They're interviewing the photographer, and usually behind the photographer is an editor. Mm, So that's that. And that's the editor is a huge huge component of the final product. You know, also too, look at your photographer's images. See if there's, you know, um, uh, elastic bands on hands, cell phones in pockets, exit signs in the background. Now, let me preface that. Like, let me let me back up for a second. I know if you look at our gallery, there will be. No, well, not, there shouldn't, there shouldn't be elastic bands on the hands or cell phones in the pockets, but there should be exit signs. But I can tell you right now, you look at an album of mine, they will not there, be in there. There will not be there. Mm-hmm. So, and also, too, we try to shoot without getting those exit signs out of the way, but sometimes it can't happen. So also, I think it's just talking to your photographer and saying, hey, if there's, like, this guy on the beach with his Speedo, and he's, like, in my pictures, can you get rid of him? See how they're going to handle that. There's no right, there's no wrong answer, but just see if it's right, their answer is right for you. So with that said, Lauren, I am so excited that you came on and joined us. Dan, thanks for coming on and sure, producing sure. this episode. This was so fun. Thank know, you for having it? me. Yeah, it I loved it. I'm so happy you thought about doing this show. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so I think that, though, we were able to have our listeners become one step closer 
to their stress-free wedding planning process. We gave them a lot of tips, a lot of tricks about finding the right photographer when it comes to editing. And gave them some things to think of mind, like think about. So with that said, I am going to put our show notes together on our website, which is sarazarella.com backslash podcast, where you can find a lot of information that we just talked about. And I'm also going to drop some images that we were talking about, I think, on it. Like I'm going to show yes. them. I think I think we should show them a little bit of like some before and afters. I agree. I think yeah. that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And maybe what we'll do is we'll show them a little bit about like light and airy versus moody. Yeah, the trend. The trend. Friends. I'm gonna put that all on our show notes. Yeah. You can show like an edited first of retouched. Like, I love what it. What an edited is and what. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna show yeah. a picture out of um, Dan and my camera versus what you've done. Yeah. That's it, guys. That's what we're gonna put on there for you. So there's the podcast notes are gonna have a lot of goodies for you. So thanks for joining and definitely tune in to um, two weeks from now because as you know, we launch our episodes every Thursday bi weekly. So thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, We have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.